Juliet threw her hands in front of her face and fell to the ground as it sprung. Before the cat landed, a brown blur crashed into it with the speed of a cannon. The two animals rolled and fought in a snarling mass of fur. Juliet swiftly scooted away, then managed to get to her feet, but her legs wouldn't move. With a terrible roar and a swipe of its claws, the lion turned and ran. Juliet finally managed to flee. She ran for the cottage, but it was too far. The muscles in her legs burned. She couldn't breathe and tripped over a log, crying out when she landed on a bed of rocks in the creek. Pain seared her hands and knees. Juliet held her breath against the pain. The huge, dark animal that fought the lion splashed into the water. Long claws attached to a human hand tugged at her. Juliet fainted. When Juliet woke, her entire body screeched with pain. She wiggled stiff fingers and toes. Are you all right? It was a male voice, soothing and calm, with a rumble in his throat. Juliet turned toward the direction of the sound. A man stood at the edge of the forest, but he wasn't a man. The top half was a bearded man, with thick black hair covering his bare chest as well as his head. The bottom half had legs like a bear. Though his feet were human, his fingers were claws. Juliet's heart lodged in her throat. Juliet managed a slight nod. The creature came toward her and she backed away. He stopped and placed her fishing rod, with the fish still attached, at her feet. Something rustled in the forest, and a different beast stood at the tree line, staring. Juliet read about this beast in her lessons as a child, but the centaurs were a myth. This centaur was certainly real. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. She stood six feet tall, with her back straight, and long red hair that matched the silky sheen of her equine body. She stared at Juliet with eyes as dark as the grass of the meadow, if it were clothed with the chill of morning frost. Her breasts were covered with green cloth, cascading down her belly in a V-shape. Her red lips pressed together in obvious displeasure. Juliet fought the urge to back away. The centaur turned her attention to the other creature, her voice as cold as her eyes. Juliet struggled to claim her voice. Who are you? I need to find a way home. If you help me, my father will pay. My father will pay. Do creatures like this need shillings? The centaur is no more than a horse, and who knows what that other thing is. The centaur ignored her. This is the woman that heard Colavere, Tolor, and you risk your life to save her. Her legs shifted, hooves scraping dirt and rustling grass. She threw rocks at him. Tolor shrugged. It would not have been right to let her die, Selene. His voice was gentle, yet firm. He moved toward the centaur, hard muscles tightening with every step. I didn't mean to hurt him. He scared me and he wouldn't go away, Juliet said. Selene's cold eyes fixed on Juliet. Tolor ran his hand gently down Selene's hair, her neck, and along her back. She shivered. Let us go now, Tolor. This woman is no concern of ours, Selene said softly. Tolor smiled and brushed her cheek with his lips. Of course. Juliet watched them disappear into the woods. One fish. That's all I have for dinner. It's better than nothing, I suppose. If Zilphia was going to leave her in this place, the least she could have done was provide protection and servants to care for her needs. 
Juliet didn't even know how to cook the fish. She heard the sound of hooves and scanned the tree line, wondering if Tolor and Celine returned, but that wasn't where the sound came from. She turned to see Colovera walking away, a knotted twine bag lying near the fish. Maybe I was meaner than I needed to be. Juliet wondered what was in the bag. She stared at the brook, gazing at the rock, and running her fingers through the soft green grass. Today, someone risked his own life to save hers. She would have been dead by now if that bear creature hadn't come. No one had ever done anything like that before. She frowned. No one has ever done anything for me unless they were paid. Guilt filled her, except for Emily's bow. She stiffly rose to her feet. It was going to be a slow walk home, and she needed to find firewood along the way.